This is Gigi Gorgeous. And this is Mimi. And your ears are about to be blessed by trans royalty that blazed the trail for girls just like me to take up space in this buck wild industry. She is a pioneer in the TV industry and not many people can say that. You've probably seen her without even knowing that you have. And if you don't know her, pull it together and educate yourself on our history. And you can do that right now by listening to this episode. You're welcome. Before we start with today's lesson, please don't forget to call us on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. She is the first trans actress to appear on primetime network TV. She is a former Miss Continental winner. She educated Caitlyn Jenner on how to be a valuable member of this community. And she's far from done yet. She is the girl with the best hair that I know. Pantene, Pantene, please sponsor her. Candace Kane. All right, we are back with my precious princess angel queen of life, <laughs> Candace Kane. Oh my God, yeah, hi. Jeez, hi, honey. How are you today? Good. My girlfriend, sister, Lena Bradford, is staying mm-hmm. with me for a couple of days. So um, we had to get COVID tests today. We're fine. But, you know, it's just anytime you do anything, if you, you're performing anywhere, you have to get it done. It's like every week I seem to have to get a new co- test done. Better safe than sorry. That is so true. <laughs> and so that kind of took up our day. But we had some sush. We laid by the pool a little bit. And you look and so, amazing. Yeah. Oh, Gigi, my God. Can you describe to our listeners what how, how Candace looks right now? Okay, so she's giving very Dolce & Gabbana, little tight dress with a little flare at the bottom, high slit, exposed bra, which I love. And she just always looks great. And, like, I'm so excited for today's episode for so many reasons because you are just, like, iconic, let's just say it. But you're so much fun. Like, every single time I'm around you, we really do not stop laughing and kikiing and I just really feel like there's this like bond and like flame I have with you and so true it's just fucking everything like it's so rare yeah and I feel like it never fails to give (laughs) every time I see you we just kind of stare at each other we do (laughs) and then laugh when was the last time you guys saw each other like a couple weeks of last week yeah yeah I went over to her house she's doing a bunch of construction so we were sitting outside and kikiing of course it was so fun playing with your wild dog because a lot of times I see you it's like we're in a party or you're having a house party and it's like you're you know little moments so we have these little moments in those moments but it's nice to just like sit down have a cocktail and keek it's what we deserve yeah it really is can we get right into it yes let's get right into it i'm gonna ask you the first question you were the first trans actress to appear on a primetime network tv show everybody just take that in right now for a second Take it in, take it in. I know you see trans people everywhere, but back even 10 years ago, this was not a thing, people. What was that like, Candace? Lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was no one that I could talk to about it. I mean, I know there was other girls that were coming up and trying to do stuff, but you know, there was you were all on your own and no one in Hollywood understood the trans culture or had a right for a trans person. 
you would go on set and you'd just be like thrown into the wolves. And and luckily I had the wherewithal to um, you know, talk, get my way into the like the writers and directors and producers and tell them trans wouldn't do that. And I, I kind of taught along the way and and helped helped Hollywood in that way, I guess, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's so amazing to even think that you were like the first on on that level because it's such a different time now. Like we see it all the time. I feel like there's shows about just specifically trans people, but I want to know what it was like on set. Like when you were there, was it a pinch me moment? Were you gagging or was it kind of just like you're doing your job and you're there for a paycheck? (laughs) Were you scared? Did you get treated well? Yeah. So there was uh, multiple moments. Mm -hmm. There was definitely the pinch me moment. I mean, there was a moment, my second episode where I'm under the covers with Billy Baldwin. He's in his underwear. I'm in my bra and panties and I'm supposed to come up over the covers and I'm sitting there on the Paramount set like under the covers and I remember thinking like holy shit (laughs) you know what I mean like this is actually happening to me right there was not a lot of discrimination towards me to my face so I didn't see any of that which is usually honestly how it is people can talk a lot of shit and get you know these like I call them like internet balls behind a keyboard or behind your back balls but at the same time they're so nice to your face so it is rare that you really do receive criticism like I receive shit online all the time and I'm like right. you would not say that to my face and I think trans are really in tune to the side eye cock you know like we can see it a mile away we know when we're not welcome in a in a space uh we've been trained for that since we were you know seven, 10, right. 15. Right. You know what I mean? You're always aware. You're always aware of what's going on. And and so it was nice being in a space where I didn't feel that. After the show ended and I went to go back into Hollywood and audition, I definitely felt that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that was kind of my cross to bear. That's the way I always thought about it, you know? Right. I want to also know, I feel it's so interesting, the whole, you know, Me Too movement with actresses and that whole vibe, right? Like it was a complete um, tidal wave, like tsunami. Everyone came forward. I I know myself, trans women are fetishized a lot in real life and they're not seen as real people. They're seen as objects. And you being an actress on top of that and a really high ranking one, were you ever me too or fetishized in a way? I have to ask you because I'm sure a lot of people above you were like, I could I could say what I want to this girl. You know, the interesting thing as far as like sexual harassment and that kind of thing, it did not happen to me because everyone in Hollywood is so freaked out that someone else is going to know their business and being a trans woman, albeit a beautiful trans woman, like say you think you're beautiful. Um, But (laughs) no, I, you know, I was never treated in Hollywood like that kind of sex goddess because I, no one was allowed to because I was trans. Okay. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I would honestly, almost expect the opposite but explain that way makes sense yeah it does I mean because every time you really see trans women sexualized it's always in a negative space exactly so I was never and I would refuse to do those to be a part of those negative spaces was that given to you and you fought back saying I'm not doing that I'm not going to be the surprise I'm not going to be the shock I'm not your you know 
Did you face that? It's not so much being the shock or the surprise that bugged me. It was how it was written. And mm-hmm. and I did not want to be fetishized on camera. But I er, early on, I made a decision that I was never going to speak words out of my mouth that were not representative towards the trans community. I live for that because being the first, you think that you would just, somebody would just take whatever they were given. They're like, write me in. I'll say whatever. It's fine. I would not do that. Right. I didn't tell the other actors what they were allowed to say to me. I've heard it all before. So, so there were awful things said to me on camera in, you know, it wasn't my part to tell them or writers how to write characters towards me. Right. But I had the choice to say the words that were given to me or not. That's powerful as hell. And I feel like that just took me back to um, the documentary Disclosure that you spoke on. Yeah. And if anybody is interested in this whole this this whole podcast, this episode, Disclosure is so informative and so powerful in so many ways. Like Candace, you speak about like your first time seeing yourself. I remember there's one thing that you said in that documentary and please correct me if I say this wrong. You were gathering around all your friends around the TV. You're like, this is my episode. I'm going to be on camera. This is such a gag. This is a kiki. So excited looking at the camera. And then all of a sudden you hear yourself speak and they've visibly brought your voice lower to give a gag. Yes, we were all sitting there and it was like, hello, Patrick, how are you? Right, and (laughs) everyone around you is like, that's not your voice. Right. They were horrified and I was horrified. And it was one line. It was the first line I ever said on the show. Did they tell you they were going to do that? No. I think they were thinking they wanted that shock moment. They wanted that like, oh, it's a trans that's what and that's what you say in disclosure and I feel like the whole documentary is just so shocking and so I mean I feel like it's genuinely things people need to know about the industry um and and trans people and representation and I feel like you being on that I was like oh my god I'm friends with her I've known her for for years and I didn't know this I like I say that all the time about you Gigi. Do you? Yes. Oh my god cheers. Cheers. We're going out after this we're having a sister night. Mm-hmm. Oh, where are you going? Where are we going? I have no idea. It's a clothing store. It's It's a a clothing store. I don't know what for. Maybe the opening. It's an event. It's an event. Yes. Yeah. Not work. Fun. Play. Um. Can we talk about your love life? Is what is? Are you dating right now? Please. She's laughing. We love that. It's non-existent. That's what a lot of people say. But honestly, how? Because I don't want to just be on Tinder anymore. Right. You know what I mean? It's so easy. That's my love life, Tinder. But um, I'm tired of that. Yeah. And I haven't, honestly, after the the relationships I've been in the past, I have not found anybody yet that's worthy of me. I live for that. And I'm too long in the tooth to try to play around with that anymore. So I'd rather be alone, wake up, have the sun streaming into my bed, say good morning to my dog, Charlie. Oh, Charlie, she's a bad girl. Make myself a cup of coffee and walk in my garden alone and not eggs, you know, walk on eggshells and deal with another man's shit right not in the home that you worked I hard and paid the bills bitter. for no not, at all. not bitter at all i promise no it's giving self-worth yeah which you know it's hard when you are a trans woman i keep on bringing this up and i know it's like i'm, I'm beating it with a dead bat i'm, I'm <laughs> that, that didn't make sense i think bat. it's dead horse dead with horse. a bat <laughs> yeah 
I'm beating I a burglar with a bat. bat. <laughs> with a dead bat. <laughs> with a dead bat. <laughs> with a dead bat. Because he was all I love alive bats. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, it's hard to find a man strong enough, especially if you are in the public eye, uh, to, to, um, to deal with us, to deal with me. I, I'm I'm waiting for that strong man. To come yeah, in. hello, and she's out there. I mean, it, it's just a, it's just a fact. It really is, and I feel like I'm so excited to meet the guy that you finally bring around me because I don't know if I've ever known you in a relationship. I know. I don't think I have. Right. So weird. I was a serial relationship person, like for 15 years, back to back to back. Uh-huh. And now it's like not for a long time. Yeah, I've never. I've never introduced you to anybody. I know. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you know my whole life. My husband's downstairs. I know. We literally just got done talking <laughs> with my husband. So the ball's in your court. I know. It's it's up to me now. Maybe tonight we'll meet but him. But it's a lot of pressure. Like, my friends are fierce as F. So I, you know, I have to... I have to bring around somebody who can, you know, who can hold their own and handle totally. and be, you know, cute. I want to talk about trans girl relationships. I feel like there is such a an empowering moment. So a lot of the time it's like, oh yeah, like um, the community uplifts each other. They all are here for each other. We all want the best for each other. But in some cir- circumstances, it really is, there's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of competition. Did you ever experience that in work and in life? And can you like talk about that a little bit? Because I feel like, we haven't really we haven't really dived in in a minute honestly i feel like it it really needs to be spoken about because you can say that you have all the love for another trans girl but you have to like show it totally i mean it's funny we always you know sophia lamar <laughs> is this queen from new york city and she would always describe two trans girls walking in a room like like angry cats like <laughs> yes it's giving very that and so we always joked about it. You know, that was, you know, I think that is changing. I think that a lot more opportunities are happening now. And girls are feeling a lot more, you know, just like nice in their own life and their body. And and I think that helps a lot. You know what I mean? The internet changed things also. I mean, before you go to a trans club and, you know, God help you. You yeah. know what I mean? Good luck. Good luck, girl. Good luck. It's also like part of the society, right? Like society puts women against each other and they only give so many spaces to trans women and that results in trans women having to fight each other. It's not just trans women hitting trans women. It's a product of the environment. It's so true. I mean, and we, we've we all done it. We've all had moments where we're like, ugh. Totally, totally. But, you know, and I'm not going to say that I haven't. But for the most part, the girls in my life, the, the girls in the industry that I know, all of the... You know, the Traces and the Reigns and the Jamies and the Lavernes um, and the Alexandria. I mean, it, the list goes on. We are we all super respect each other more and more with more and more work happening. There's not a lot. There isn't that kind of cattiness or, you know. Right. I think it comes from from a place of maturity and just growth. And if you feel the love for yourself and the success that you have in, in your life or work life, whatever, you can give love back. And I feel like you've always given that to me. Like there's never been like a weird moment. It's always been like just an outpouring of love. And I feel like that's really, I mean, honestly, it's 50-50. I feel sometimes I feel a little bit, you know, pushed off or talked to the hand with really? some girls. Really? Really? 
Yeah, I don't know. Just girls. I feel like sometimes no. it's like it's yeah, very like us. <laughs> name names. Yeah. Wow. There's this one girl. No, it's just sometimes no, it's totally just weird get that it's weird, you know, and we have to lead by example, right? Like, uh, I don't want to ever be in a situation where I'm I'm throwing shade to any of my trans sisters. Right. We're so few and far between. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about in the the scope of the the universe, we're 1% of the world, which is a lot of trans girls, but 1% that's out. That's out. That's yeah. out. And I don't even know if it's 1%. I'm just guessing. Right. Of course. You know? Of course. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We, we are journalists here. It is what, exactly 1% everybody uh -huh. listening. If it's said on Queerified, oh, it's, it's, okay. it's fact. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> she thought I was serious. <laughs> and if you think, I mean, there, there are days and days that go by just in my everyday life that I don't see a trans woman or oh, man. Yeah. Same. And, and it's sad. So when we do see each other. We should be like, you know, and I try. So my my one of my best friends, Dana Davis, who you met. I love and, Dana. Hey, yeah. Dana. Oh, hey, Dana. She make goes out of her way to go and try to talk to girls. Like she'll see see one. She'll be like, <gasps> she'll be like, hey, girl, how are you? Yeah, she's like, like <laughs> goddess alert. God, she's like, I spot a unicorn. Yeah. There's always that look though. Like I, you know, you always just see over the corner of your eye. Like when I see a trans girl, I just make sure eye contact i'm not trans but like community eye contact okay we know we're it's in very the same room. hey she yeah. says most of the time the girls will turn about face <laughs> and run uh-huh for sure they're like, like oh my god oh my god you know but she, once in a while she's like she'll get a good one <laughs> <laughs> well one of your best friends is someone who's also been unqueerified lena bradford yes She's she staying with her right now. That's the friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the friend who's staying with me. Yeah. She talked about a time where you guys never spoke to each other for like 10 years. Yes. She didn't tell us why. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, some sisters have to have a little bit of privacy. For 10 years? Well, it wasn't quite 10 years. I mean, that's one good thing that trans girls do. They exaggerate. They elaborate. They elaborate. They embezzle the story. Embellish. Embellish. Oh, they, they, they don't steal money. They don't they embellish. <laughs> embezzle. Oh, I've known one or two who have. We know embezzlers. <laughs> um, no, we just, we were in a part, we were in a point in our life where um, we needed to just to discover the world alone. We were really close and we saw each other every single day. We were discovering New York City together and so I major. started to transition and then she started to transition and you would think that would have like brought us together. But you know, we were we were younger and we were immature and we held on to things we shouldn't have have and the the most amazing thing is is that growing and being more mature, you can learn how to realize that's a bunch of shit. Right. You know what I mean? It is. And you never get that time back. Like I just reconnected with one of my trans sisters and it's as if time hasn't passed because we were so close. And I feel like those people, you meet those people in your life where you're like, wow, we're really, really connecting really fast. Like I almost feel like you're my actual sister, yeah. not just because we're both trans, but it was, it's sad when you realize like, 
we're not going to get that time back. I don't think about that. That's too sad to think about. It is sad, but it's it's real. And when you miss moments in people's lives, it's like, wow, like that was so petty, so silly. Like right, death, exactly. death is real. Like people, mm-hmm. people. Oh pass. my god! I mean, it's true. It's when you have grief in your life, you're like, <laughs> okay, I gotta, I gotta really like make the most of these situations. And I feel mm-hmm. like you just really you feel that. How did you guys reconnect? I was working in Fire Island. And I went to her gig. Oh, so you kind of extended sh- the sh- olive branch. I showed up. And oh, she, cute. She started crying and we hugged for like 10 minutes. I can imagine. Oh I can see God. that in my head. Was she screaming? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always is. Always is. Of course. Just, Doesn't even have a register. Yeah. Whisper I just got or scream. goosebumps. Like, oh, she did. I know. And the, I see the, the patch of hair I missed while I was shaving my legs today. Don't we all? I missed my I upper hate lip earlier. That. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, we talked about how trans people are super aware about their surroundings. Have you ever found yourself in a scary situation? Many times. Many times? Yeah. Well, especially in the olden days of New York City. Oh, I That's wish I where there. I learned how to protect myself and, you know, mm-hmm. just, just you, you learn when shit happens. We can swear on this, right? Of course. No, we okay. can't. Sorry, we cannot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is sponsored by Disney Channel. I'm I mean, really, the, the new swear words are like the, the bad, not you the know, OG the ones. The T word and the N word. And those are the new swear words. Oh, yes. People say the F word all the time. Right. They say fuck all the time. Right. I mean, it's just a, it's an adjective now. It's just not a, it's not even a big deal. Or a verb. Or a verb or a noun. <laughs> or a noun, you yeah. stupid. You could call yeah, someone you stupid all. fuck. Yeah, you stupid fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that's a good fuck. But you know, there were moments where, like, I, I, I was getting. I've gotten chased before. Oh I've, wow! I've, I've, when I was living in L.A. before I moved to to New York, me and Sherry Vine were on my motor scooter and we were living together. Uh, I par I was went down one of these driveways in West Hollywood and these guys pulled up. They asked for Sherry. Sherry walked up. I was opening the gate. They jumped out with bats <gasps> and started chasing us down the driveway. I got in, she ran in and the gate closed and they like did that movie moment where they hit the bat on the gate and we were like like almost got gotcha. we were like literally five seconds from just Fuck. dying oh my god yeah it was crazy it's so scary that's insane like where does that hate come from honestly yeah ignorance and not knowing any trans people and not seeing trans people on tv that's exactly where it's from but it has to be deeper than that right some like, kind of inner struggle saying? they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> There's like an inner struggle there. There isn't a trans amorous thing that's happening and they don't know how to deal with it. And that's why it's so important for comedians like Chappelle to be read the right act for what he did. Let's talk about it. There are statistics and don't, mm-hmm. if I'm in a debate with you, don't ask me to state the statistic, but mm-hmm. I know there are statistics that these kind of words cause directly harm and death to trans people. And you can say, oh, it's fine. It's whatever. But th- these are cruel words. And I canceled my subscription to Netflix because of this. I cannot believe that this and this day 
day and age that this is allowed to happen. And it really harkens back to the days of Eddie Murphy when he was doing all his faggot and AIDS jokes in the late 80s and everyone in the audience laughs and everyone, you know, is geared up. And it was, you know, these things are are direct violent words. They towards are. Our community. They are. And I, I, I actually I actually posted about Dave Chappelle and I, I had a really, really firm stance, very similar to yours, if not exact. Uh-huh. And People were commenting, um, agreeing with it and saying it was it was it was wrong. And Netflix is messed up for for letting this giving the green light to this and all that. And other people were saying and I I knew it was going to be an open debate, but this is just how I feel. So I shared it. People were saying, well, did you listen to the end? Did you watch to the end? He was talking about his trans friend who gave him the green light to make these jokes and all of that. But you can't be you can't be on TV. You can't be open and public saying that if you're, you know, having sex with a girl with gender confirmation surgery, that it's still what it was. And he's like, you know, you know what time it is like that's still like a penis or whatever. Like you can't be saying things like that. Like it's it's a joke. Sure. But it's it's so insensitive and it's so irresponsible. And it, it does cause violence. It like does. you are right. Like how long is this going to go on picking on the one percent of humanity? Right. And people, you know I mean? people will say, you know, you want to be equal as trans people, but you can't be included in jokes like yeah, that. It's I would like, have loved to be equal. No, bitch. I would have loved to be equal at six when a 40 year old man came up and asked me if I was a boy or a girl. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I want to be equal then. But I've I've not have been able to be equal since I was a baby because I walked this life. What do you think are the next steps for Dave Chappelle? What should he do? Well, they should take down that show. Mm-hmm. He should apologize. I'm not going to cancel him. I, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm so over cancel culture, to be honest with you. <laughs> but the, the good thing about cancel culture is that people need to understand and hear what they did that was wrong. Definitely. It's education. Education over cancellation. Honestly, 100%. that's just point blank period. I just feel like he he just needs it. And I'm sure he knows he just wanted to push, you know, the boundary. And I did chuckle a few times. I think that he's funny. Yeah. I really do. No, of like, course he knows. He knows. He's not dumb. He's a grown man. He knows what his words are. And he knows what he's doing. It's just like, easy to, to let a small community who'd have no power have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do better. Yeah, do better. I agree. I agree. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's very, it's very true. And it's, it is um, growth for education. I, I mean, feel and like it doesn't him. affect you. It doesn't affect me. We live our life. We're blessed. We have beautiful friends. We have great careers. It affects the, 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 the trans girl in Nebraska who go, walks out of her, her house every single day, can't find a bathroom to use because the politicians in that state have denied that and, and have, are constantly all day long being, uh, you know, attacking her or him. Is like, why are you focusing on this comedian who's on one show when there are politicians in Nebraska really fucking up the trans community? Like, let's bring all of this energy into real life action. 
because it's a lot right, of energy. But it, it's all connected, right? I mean, of course, Chappelle, mm-hmm. you, you, he's out in the public. You see him. You, it's a way to pinpoint this kind of hate and say this is not acceptable. You know, by using him as an example. So, but the politician in Nebraska, I have no idea who that is. And I'm going to get a letter from Nebraska like, <laughs> I'm the politician. I'm the politician here. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you, Candace. Will you stay and answer some queries with us? Yes, of course. We'll be right back with Candace Kane. Welcome back. We are here with none other than the living legend, iconic sister, friend of mine, friend of ours, and now the pod, Candace Kane. Hi. The Candace Kane. <laughs> oh my God, my Don't intro forget. wasn't enough. No. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> we are going to dive into some of your queries. If you are not aware, we have a hotline here on the podcast at 1 844 Queries. That's Q U E E R Y S. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, ask us anything, and we dive in with our guest at the end of each episode. So without further ado, Mark, do you want to take us in? Yeah. And I just want to say, like, if it's your fault, you didn't call in because you would have had Candace Kane answer your questions. So uh, <laughs> call in now and maybe the next person will be just as great. Okay, first question. Here we go. Hi, my name is Rebecca. I talked to you on the Super account and I just wanted to say I love you so much and I'm actually from Seattle, Washington and my question to you is what helps when you're having anxiety because I've been noticing I've been struggling with that lately. And I just want to hear other people's perspective on what, like, what I should do, what could I do to help. Thank you. I love you. First of all, Rebecca from Seattle, Washington, this is like your second or third call. So don't act brand new. You can say hi. We know each other now. Um, Thank you for this question. How do you deal with anxiety? I've actually been dealing with it a lot lately. You guys, what do you what do you do for anxiety? I am like the worst person to ask because I get I get nervous. I get scared. I really don't suffer from anxiety and I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. Um, But, you know, I feel like a lot of anxiety stems from irrational thoughts, insecurity. You're kind of thinking, why am I having all this anxiety when I shouldn't? Like I have enough friends that I talk to that I kind of understand what it is. So I really just feel like you just really need to step back and take things into perspective. You know, I don't think that really hearing, oh, get over it. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's going to be fine. And I'm, I'm, I'm really guilty of, of saying that too. If someone's like, I ha- I'm really having anxiety. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. Get over it. It's fine. Let's go in. Let's kill it. Let's do this. You can have anxiety laying in your bed for no reason. Like my husband has been suffering from it a lot recently. And he'll be like, I was up for hours last night thinking of the most random things. Like, before Halloween, like what to, what to wear for Halloween? And he's like, I don't even really care. Why am I stressing about that? So I think just really like noticing that you're having it and it's not your true feelings. It really is just your anxiety creeping up on you and knowing that it will pass. Everything comes in waves. Right. But also a really good thing is to find something that you love to do. Like I am a gardener. I love to get out in my garden. When I'm feeling anxiety, I'm like, I have all of this stuff to do in my garden and I go out there and I start getting in and diving in and in 10 minutes, I'm not even thinking about that. We all have our thing that we love to do and I'm not talking about 
drugs. <laughs> Health, <laughs> a healthy distraction. A healthy distraction. So, so I think that's so important. And or if you know, friends can really. You don't have to beat your head over with a dead bat. Um, with a dead bat. Yeah, with a dead bat. With a dead bat. <laughs> um, with your issues and stuff. But you know, just saying, let's go to a movie. Let's like hang out. Let's do something to get yourself out of your your headspace. I love that. I love a distraction. I feel like that's so helpful. And a lot of the time you really do need that push. You do need that friend to be like, you need, we need to do something. We need to, we can't sit here in this and dwell because the brain will not stop, honey. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mark, what do you do? Well, I have a bunch of, um, I go to therapy, so I have a bunch of tools that I use. Deep breathing. Uh, my favorite is putting your thoughts on jury, which is like, because I have literally you. So I'll be like, okay, what would Gigi think? If she was here right now, what would you tell me? She would think this was crazy. She would try to find a way to make me happy. And I'd be like, okay, you know what? This is crazy because she would be right. So those things, that's what my therapist told me to do. Um, I was also listening to this other podcast and it was the guy who plays Dwight on The Office and they asked him, when do you feel most one with the universe? And he said, when I play tennis. And that blew me away because I play tennis and it's so right because I don't know if you guys can relate, but tennis, it takes so much focus to get that ball to go where you want it as fast as you can get it. You're yeah. in it. You're in you're, it. You're so in it. Yeah. in it. Right. It's it's like the most in it thing where nothing matters. There are no anxieties. The past doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter. You're in here right now. Do you have that with diving? Diving? Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I was like, I don't dive anymore. <laughs> I, I was like genuinely like, what? Um, maybe, you know what? That just clicked within me. Maybe what you do when you're having anxiety or you're just in your head. Maybe it's not anxiety. I feel like sometimes I get in my head. That's like my version. You really become super selfish and do something that you love where you're giving really main character energy. Nobody exists. You are fully just doing you, what you want to do and a lot of the times when I'm in my head, I don't want to hang around friends that lift me up. Like I know that they're going to, but I got to fight through it myself. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes really a lot of sense. Ooh, that's a good one. Be a main character because we all are. I mean, I know I am. Right. And in tennis, <laughs> you're the main character. Like you're so in it. You're not thinking oh, about tomorrow. You are perform. in it. Right. You know, <laughs> I feel my zen when I'm performing. I love oh, that. Oh, so you're at most with the you're one with the universe when you're performing. I'm one with the universe when I'm on stage performing. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so all mm-hmm. when you're feeling your anxiety, all you have to do, book a gig, book a gig. get ready, <laughs> go on stage. That happens within 30 I minutes. Right? <laughs> I'll, I'll be performing, people. Make it happen. I love that. We just really broke that down. That helped uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. That helped me. Okay, thank you so much, Rebecca. Call again. You know, ask us all your questions. Here we go for our second query. Hey, bitches. It's Rachel from Jacksonville, Florida. And I want to know, what is your number one experience of friendship together? Uh, working together or when you were younger? I want to hear the backstory of you, too. So, thanks. Bye. Oh my God, I knew this question was coming. First of all, thank you, Rachel, for this question. I knew this question was coming, but I, I did not think of one. There are so many memories. Um, Wait, first let's ask what um, Candace and Lena's favorite memory together is. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh my God. So many, I'm sure. There's so many. Wait, can I tell you what, what story I've heard that's my favorite of you two? 
in like you know in queer lore that you <laughs> that you guys ate you put you took shrimp and you put it on the windowsill for it to go bad and then you ate it to make yourself skinnier <laughs> so that you would get sick <laughs> I, we did is that not true? That. I think that that might that have actually... That is a actually... lure. I love that. No, Mark, that's Lauren Foster and Grace Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I thought it was Candace Kane and Lena Bradford. I swear I heard that. I heard it's that. Giving, it's giving eating disorder. She, ah. she just, <laughs> Candace just looked at me and she goes, that didn't happen. That, <laughs> I never even heard of that. Me neither. But, it's hey, sick. What, I mean, whatever when works. When you would ever work. You gotta do it. Gotta when you do get it. into that gown for an event. I can't believe that somebody did that though, honestly. I don't know. We have had so many memories over the years. It's so hard. And just recently too. But I think one of... Uh, one memory that jumps out at me is that we would get booked in Miami a lot. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if she told you this she story. She did. She said one of those stories, but I want to hear yours. Oh, with the dogs? No. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're all confused so, today. Okay. We are. Okay, so we both had Yorkies at the time, and we got a booking in Miami, and, you know, we were cheap bitches. We could barely, you know, pay New York City rent. So we were like, we have nobody to watch our dogs, so we're going to take them with us because we wanted them to be with us, Kiko and Couture. And so we got to the airport, and we realized that we didn't have a ticket for the dog. So we're like, we're just going to pretend like we don't know what's going on. So we get into the line, we have them in their carrying cases and we put them through the x-ray. Oh. Love it. Love it. Oh, oh. And- oh my God. <laughs> Wait, is that bad? And so we're sitting there and we look over and we see like, <laughs> like two skeletons of Yorkies in the x-ray oh. and we we're like oh my god the lady was like what the fuck <laughs> what are you guys doing we're like oh we didn't know if it was okay you can't do that to dogs we're like oh my god we didn't know that they're like just go just go oh, so we're like okay gosh. we'll just take our dogs and walk out the door <laughs> It's better to say I'm sorry than ask for permission. That's a good lesson for that. It is. Just do and say I'm sorry later. Unless you're robbing a bank. Oh, of course. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to say I'm sorry to to God. (laughs) To (laughs) To, the the lawyer, to the judge. Yeah, That's the word I was looking (laughs) for. I can't believe I went to God. God. (laughs) Gigi, we've answered this question before and we have to do a different one every single time. Your wedding, the party right after your wedding. So much fun. fun. Oh my God, all of us reminiscing. Yeah, the whole weekend was just like a really crazy memento. I love that one. I feel like the wedding was definitely, I mean, I just came back from a wedding in San Francisco and Mm -hmm. I haven't been to many weddings myself. I was in my dad's when he got remarried. I was in mine, obviously. And this was my third wedding that I've ever been to. So it was like really just seeing it from the outside, not involved in the wedding, just full party mode ready to celebrate their love and I'm just so happy that like everyone had such a great time at my wedding me and Nats's wedding you know because it's always stressful like is everyone going to be happy or you know does everyone uh need their drink full or is anybody hungry or is anybody you know hot sitting outside waiting for me it is just like a moment so I'm yeah I feel like that was a really special moment too. But the group of people that was there was really special. Like I remember Candace walking the runway at that wedding. Oh my um, yes. That <laughs> happened. Yes. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> neither. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even just weddings are so wild for so many reasons. But like Mark, you and I like bitch, I'm married. Mm-hmm. What? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's very pinch me vibes. Yeah, it was just a really happy time. It's like everyone there. I mean, that's what weddings are about. But yet it's like everyone was there just having the time of their life and just 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 enjoying the moment it was it was the perfect in the moment yeah and like weddings also it you can go on a vacation with some people you can have you know a birthday with some people but weddings truly is everybody you know it's family it's people you've never met it's people you've only heard of you're seeing people meeting for the first time it's so fun to watch your family meet your la family it was also funny (laughs) and you truly gravitate towards those people that you really fuck with you know Mm -hmm. so like even like at this past wedding i i've known this girl for probably these two girls for like probably over 10 years from new Mm -hmm. york never really kikied with them this wedding we were inseparable like and Mm -hmm. we would have never had that time if it wasn't for my cousin Ivy Getty getting married. And it's like, mm-hmm. it just makes you think like, wow, all these missed connections that I may be possibly having in my life that like weddings could bring together. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was me and Hillary at your wedding. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, God, do I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had a kiki. It's it just the so best. Yeah. Oh, good memories. Okay, thank you so much for that question, Rachel. We are going to do our third and last query. Here we go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. This is Samantha calling. I just want to say I'm a huge fan of queries and obviously both of you. Um, I was just wondering if you could give me some advice. So I have been seeing this guy and he ended up telling me that we went for dinner and he told me that he didn't have kids. And then two days later, he ended up confessing that he did. So he lied to me. I don't know if it's a red flag. Well, I know it's a red flag, but should I still go on dates with him? Also, I've been having dreams about a lot of girls recently. What does that mean? What should I do? Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Samantha, thank you so much for your question. Um, Let's just reiterate what the question was. So from what I got from it was that you were seeing somebody and he told you that he did not have kids explicitly. And then he told you again that he did have kids. You're you're right. That is a red flag. Candace, did you have anything to say about this? I looking back at my life, I rarely say I have regrets about things. Mm-hmm. The one thing I regret is not listening to red flags when they happen. Oh, that's a really great learning lesson. Yeah, it is. I personally think that um, hiding your kid in any element is sick. I think that if you have a kid, it should be your shining joy. It should be your iPhone background. It should be the first thing you talk about. It Hello. should be your your saving grace the of your last life. Thing you talk about yes. It yeah. should just be everything. So to lie about that, I think, is extremely sick. And I think it is a red flag. It's I think you know if if they're in love or whatever. I think that it's something that she can get over, but it's something that he needs to work on. Like he cannot be hiding his kid ever. Do you love your kid? Will you hide me one day? That's what I would think of. You know, I'm not your kid and you hi- you hid your kid. Are you going to cheat on me? Well, but it's just also, also at the end, she said that she was thinking about girls a lot. So I think she needs to take your advice. Yeah. Take the red flag, move on and experiment with girls. Yep. My question is why? 
Like, that just makes you ask, why would he hide you? Is it because you're not serious? Is it because he doesn't expect you to be in his life with his kids? Um, what are you expecting from this relationship? Because it's not going to be... It's, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, first of all, for the exact reasons that Gigi said. And, you know, like Gigi also said, that's a red flag, but you also got a green flag. And it, But, you know, it's it's sad for him, too, because to lie about having kids obviously means that... He is worried that it's going to shoo girls away. Right. Yes. And yes. that's so sad for him, and which it's may selfish. It is. But it may pull it, you know, uh, this girl's heartstrings. It may be like, oh, I feel so bad for him. How, you know, he's insecure about having a kid. He doesn't think that I'm going to like that. But he's not attracting the right people if he's hiding his life. Samantha, find something else. Mm hmm. And something that is giving girl, because it seems what you really want. I mean, if you're having dreams and you know what? Experiment. Definitely. I'm so sick and tired of people like putting labels on themselves. Mm -hmm. If go you're feeling fun. it, go have fun. The world has billions of people and this guy can suck it. And there aren't only <laughs> two genders. Hello. Or two sexualities. Should we get into it? Can you believe that people think there are only two genders with 8 billion people in this world? Right. Or two like, sexualities. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. There's 8 it's, billion of us. There's 8 billion. 8 billion? Jesus Christ. We've never been more on brand for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Hello. you so much, Candace, You're for so everything. Welcome. Where can people find you? What are you working on? I've, you know, I've been kind of laying low over the pandemic, not doing a lot of pictures and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. I just haven't found the motivation, but I have, you know, it's hard, but I, I just wrote with my best friend, Dana Davis. We wrote a, a show called Candace Kane's secret garden. Yes. So and excited. we filmed it over the past month in my garden. And it's a mix between like... It's also, it's also not a garden. It is a fortress. It's giving compound. It's huge and looks amazing. I, I started this garden about two and a half years ago from a lawn and it turned into this magic. She's full. And I was like, I want to do this show. And so I shot the show and um, it's a mix between Martha Stewart and Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be epic. How has no one thought epic. of that? I know. <laughs> it's like a garden show with magical creatures. It's kind of amazing. And we just finished. We just wrapped. And so it's going into edit. And I'm really excited about that. And I've seen some BTS. Just some iPhone videos. Just like 10 second things here and there. Not from you. From somebody. And it is so hysterical. It's so fun. Like there, are, the things I saw is like it's a it's a good good time show that you can watch with your girlfriends and just laugh and it's be so inspired. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, very excited for that. And then I'm I am doing a super top secret super secret show with a super top secret super secret person at a super top secret network. Do I know? No, I think I told you. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, we have we have our first meeting with the execs tomorrow because we just closed on it. And oh, I do know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They just closed Major. the deal. And so now uh, we have our first meeting with, with um, the whole shebang tomorrow. So I'm super excited to oh tell you all God, about it eventually. So major. I love seeing queer people on TV. <laughs> She's like, hire me, cast me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, me thank roles. you so much, Candace. Thank you, honey. It was so good seeing you. Love you. I love you too. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks to our very special iconic guest, Candace Kane, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at GigiGorgeous and at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Love you guys. 